Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Hey, there we go. We are recording. I am, This is going to be fun, guys. We're, gonna, we're about to have a really good time. I have my dazzling friend, Larry Wilberton. And dazzling! My, stand back! And my... Uh, Polysimus, Polysimus, my Polysimus friend, Eric Sprig. All right, dude. All right, number one, I know what's going on. Loving this, way loving it. Number two, what the fuck does that mean? So, dazzling. We have my my dazzling friend Larry, who is a person who is overwhelmingly bright, impressive, and skillful. Uh, Yeah, such a cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah, and my here, we go. here comes the bad medicine. My polysimus friend, Eric Sprig, which is a word that has multiple meanings. And because Larry describes you as so many different things, you're my, my polysimus friend. Okay. So many different things. <laughs> is he carrying oh. baggage or isn't he? Jared, did you have to go to your wife to get that word? I <laughs> No, but I did have to go to Google to have it pronounce it for me. I did have to okay. do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not button cookie. It's oh. very helpful sometimes. You hit that button, it's got the little speaker on it, and you're like, oh, right on. Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Bada bing. Yeah, that's so cool. Polysimus. <laughs> Hold on. Before I move, how do you spell that? Polysimus. P O L Y S E M O U S. Man, that is a mouthful. I'm going to have to use that word. I'm going to use that in my thesaurus. You're going, yeah, polysimus. It's perfect. You use that. Jared used it. It's I don't know. Over. I'll use it as my thesaurus to find another one like that. Well, as I say, but no one listens to this podcast. So you, you guys mean, can go you ahead mean and use it. mean a synonym. Everybody listens to this podcast. What are you talking <laughs> what about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, All right. yeah, I spent so much time on just trying to get that intro correct. I, was, I really worked on that for a while. Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Larry and Eric from Super Tech University, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're great, man. We're so happy that you brought the podcast back. I mean, we, we've been friends for a long time and. We know that you went through a lot. and Dude, I'm just, just happy that you're back and your yeah. life is back to normal and you're able it's to. It's getting yeah. there, yeah. yeah. It should happen because you were just getting your ass kicked. Oh, uh, I was grumpy, man. I was grumpy for a little bit. But uh, yeah. yeah, feeling good now. Yeah. Well, welcome back, man. We're happy to have you. Well, I'm excited to have you guys on. You guys just did, which I'm really, I'm really interested in. Um, well, I don't know how much background you guys, information you guys need. You've been on the podcast before. You host the Blue Collar Nation. Uh, you guys did have Morning Tech Meeting, which you switched names, rebranded, Super Tech University. And honestly, man, that's what I'm most interested in today is kind of, you know, what, what went into that idea? What went into that decision? Why you guys did it? How you executed it? And then where you're at now and where you're going. So I know that's a, a lot of things to to think about but if we can just kind of start at the beginning you know you guys had morning tech and how did the decision come to eric so eric wanted a title 
and he was a little upset that he was only the tech whisperer. So we had to make him a professor. So we had to have a university. So now he's a professor and he's good with himself now. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Would, yeah. you, would you like the real story? <laughs> so this is what happened. So, you know, we started the morning lessons in our own cleaning and restoration business and, you know, changed our lives. And it changed the lives of the people that worked at our company and all that. And we always just referred to it, Jared, as the morning tech meeting. Okay, it's time for the morning tech meeting, meaning it's morning. All the techs are going to get in a room and we're going to have a, a meeting. Right. You know, and it was short. And so when it came time to start this business of, you know, training technicians on soft skills, we just called it what we had called it in our business, yeah. morning tech meeting. Yep. Well, what we found, you know, over time was we would go to, you know, trade shows all over the place and people would walk up to the booth and seem like genuinely interested, you know, and, um, They'd say, so what do you guys do? And say, oh, we, we have morning tech meetings. And like literally as soon as the word meeting, it was like slow motion for me. The word meeting. <laughs> and then you'd see this look on their face and they just literally spin on their heels and turn around and walk away. No one likes meetings. That? Yeah. And we were just like easy. It didn't go off the tongue easy. And no, it just didn't. It, it just didn't want to. Certainly, we're not going to buy a product that was a meeting. Right. You know, they didn't understand, I think, due to our name, that it was just education. Yeah. And that it could really benefit them. So, like, if I said, oh, I, you know, I'm an IICRC instructor and we have, a, a, you know, this this same five minute video, they'd be like, oh, it's great because that's instruction. But if I use the word meeting, that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want a meeting. Yeah. You know? I sorry enough meetings. Yeah. It just takes up time. So the whole thing. Was so we branding. We were at uh, Chuck Violin's um, business planning summit in Captiva last November. And, you know, as we were planning out the year, we just kind of looked at each other and like, we've got to change the name. I think we should change the colors to really stand out like at a trade show. Okay. Um, and, you know, we, we reached out to Derek and Katie at Spot on Solutions and said, look, man, we need cool logos. We need a new website. We, you know, we, we, re we started from scratch, it. man. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. And then we went on the trade. We've been on the trade show circuit since last January. I mean, anybody that follows us on social media sees that we are somewhere every week. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. You guys have been busy and yeah. moving around and getting the name out there. And, and I'll say like the, the colors you guys are using a pretty much like an orange background and then a blue, a blue yeah. logo, the yeah. logo with the, like I'll just call it like a, a cartoon tech guy. Yep. Uh, yeah. Coming out of a, a big U for university, and, and it's kind of it like the uh, cool. Bob's Big Boy <laughs> for yeah. those people that drive through uh, a tassel. It's, that's so cool. I mean, who has yeah. a tassel on there? <laughs> yeah, logo yeah. There. I always like the kind of I call it like a vintage cartoon. I always like I would see plumbing and HVAC companies rolling around our town with these kind of vintage cartoon like 1950s yeah. looking cartoons and that always just stood out to me i'm like this is really cool so larry and i decided to you know mimic that and do the same thing oh i think it looks great i mean it, it does it does Thanks, look man. it looks really good so how but like how scary is it to do a rebrand i mean there's got to be some some sort of hesitancy there and and but i mean i mean like i don't know you guys you guys went for it that's how we roll. 
pretty much. Yeah. Implementation isn't a problem. Yeah, implementation okay. is not a problem for us. Once we've made our mind up, we just go. Okay. No, no looking back. No second guessing. No, you know, it's like having. I mean, I think he and I are Larry and I are both wired this way a little bit. It's like we're like that uh, that cassette player that just has no rewind. <laughs> it just, just only goes forward. Goes forward. It's kind of a problem at times. It's yeah, it can be a problem. We can lack introspection at, at times, but uh, no, it wasn't. We were excited about it. The thing that was a grind was it took a long time. Like it took a lot longer and a lot more work than we had anticipated. Still moving on. I mean, yeah, we're not done. You know, we have so many, inf- so much information out there. We've, I'm constantly updating things all the time. And it's just, we kind of started share it like new year ish. Like we, we had been talking to Derek and Katie through December. Okay. Saying we want to do this and kind of figuring it out. And I mean, you know, it's people drawing logos and sending it to you and colors. And so when, when it hit, like July set or January 2nd or whatever, we were like, look, we have the soft wash convention on the 28th of January. We want to be able to at least come in with like a flyer or a business card or a logo. No, no, we, we, but we shot for soft wash. We didn't make it. Okay. We didn't make it. So then we said, okay, the experience in Cincinnati in April of last year, like we, we need to be up and running. And, and we had like a, uh, we, we came in with these and it was a huge hit. Everybody knew who we were like right away with the orange with the shirts, shirts yeah. and the orange banners and the orange tablecloth. Like, I mean, we really stood out. It was kind of like a, you know, I mean, I guess you could say like service master or serve pro, like they just have these colors that really pop. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that definitely helped. But we still didn't have the website 100%. Katie was just like, I'm going to get it to this point. We're going to go live, but it's not going to be perfect. And we just had to be okay with that. Yeah. Well, right. And if you wait for things to be perfect, you'll wait forever. I mean, you, no, yeah, at some point, you just have to well, launch that's it. That's what we're saying. We we implement things real quick, but sometimes we enter, you know, they're not perfect, but sometimes they could be a little bit better. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, we all have assets that we run with. Yeah. Well, and you can't yeah. let perfect get in the way of good no, enough. Exactly. Right. And I agree with that. We agree with that too much is what we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's funny because Larry and I are, as anyone who is knows us, we're wired so differently. Right. Yet we do agree on that one thing of just go. Mm-hmm. Just forward motion, probably never straight, but forward motion, you know, and uh, Larry's right. Sometimes it really bites us in the ass, but I think also sometimes it, it, it moves us the needle forward a lot. Overall, quicker. it helps. Right. Yeah. It's like overall get stuck and they don't do anything. And we're not that, I think we see people do that. And we're like, we cannot be that way. Yeah. Yeah. No analysis by paralysis. No. Yeah. No. And I, and I operate like that too. I'd rather try something and have it fail than not try anything. I'd rather just let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's try it. I don't. Larry and I both don't really have a fear of failure in the sense that, like, you know, a lot of people get hung up, like, well, what if it, you know, this doesn't happen and and I'll look bad, uh, dude. We don't even think about that. We're like, well, yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, exactly. and it it's just, just in the long run, it pays off generally. But and they forget in three months. Right, right, right. Yeah, unless it's, it's a good. tragic. You got ninety percent of everything works great. <laughs> Five percent, eh, you probably could have done better. And then that 
two or three percent at the top is a tragic and you're like oh shit when when larry and i first went into business together i didn't know the word the tragic right larry said so we were about to start larry goes just so you know Every, a couple times a year, I'm going to do a tragic. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, and he goes, I'm just going to pull off something that's going to be like really hard to undo. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> and, I, and like, I'm completely what? And I'm like, well, what does that look like? And he's like, you know, I, you know, I asked the lady when she's due and she's not pregnant and like you know, stuff like that. And I was like, you can't be serious. Oh. But he was serious. <laughs> you do it. There's a tragic a couple yeah, times a year. That shit happened. I do it too. And I just didn't have a name for it. It's just averages. It's percentages. You know, two or 3% is going to go south. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah when I start thinking about it. Yeah. I, I do a tragic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just happened. It's part it's, of life. And you got to be able to be. Many people are not okay with it. And let's not deny ourselves that it happens in life, whether you mean it or you're not, or you take risks or you don't. It's just part of life. Yeah. And you just got to roll with it. We have you a learn friend from of it ours and you move on. Yeah. That um, Eric was like, don't encourage him because you roll with the tragics way better than he does. And I was encouraging him like, hey, dude, let's go out and let's let's make bad choices. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> bad choices. Because we he was ready around. to go make some like kind of midlife crisis bad choices. And I and I pulled Larry aside and I'm like, you got to stop. And Larry's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you can handle the fallout. He cannot. Yeah. Mm. You know, uh, not many people can handle the fallout as well as Larry does. Yeah, well, you know, we, we all can at our own levels. I mean, it's not that you're well like, practiced. It's been like that my whole life. You know, <laughs> that's my point. And he's never he's never had that. So, yeah. Um, so back to the original thing. No, Jared, it wasn't that hard to, to change. So once us. you guys got to a point, you were like, we're changing it. And now it's just and as, as soon as the experience happened, we knew right after that show that like, OK, we're on to something. This is better. That, okay. You know, everybody was talking to us. The, the conversations were much different with the potential well, that's clients. What I was say. How, how did the conversations change when you guys went in with the, the new branding? Because they're just like they were they were they would engage better when you yeah. talk to them at the trade show. Because we're talking education now. OK, we were talking education before, but they only heard meeting. Right now we're university and we're talking education and they're going, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I send my guys to get trained technically why wouldn't i have them train on all the interpersonal skills and all the other stuff so yeah it was much better received oh so that's we were cool ha- happy about that well and so what so when you're talking when you're having the conversations like help me out here so do you have the super tech university let's say let's say that i'm a contractor i sign up for it well i guess i guess what what does signing up for it mean so what you do when you sign up is you start getting daily lessons. There are five to seven minutes of Eric training on personal development is Monday. Tuesday is in-home behavior. Wednesday is self-awareness. It's disc skills. Okay. And Thursday is on-site selling, upselling. And then Friday is review. And you okay. get a quiz. T- time out, though. Uh, Larry's right, but I, I have tweaked it. It's tweaked a little. So, and I, and I like to explain the why. So, Monday's personal development, just like Larry said, because 
if they're not good at home, they're not going to be good at work. Right. So you have to train them so that they can, you know, a lot of, a lot, let's get real. Who comes to our business? Often young males as technicians who probably weren't very good at school and might've come from a neighborhood or a family where there wasn't a lot of guidance. And now we have them mm-hmm. and maybe they're making a lot of poor life choices. So what are we doing? Spending that five minutes every Monday pouring into them like, hey, you know, like I used to teach guys how to quit. Hey, you might not be here forever. This is how you quit this job. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you teach them how to quit, they don't quit. Oh, yeah. And, Interesting. And yeah, you know why he teaches them that? Because we had too many guys texting us that morning. I yep. quit. Literally yep. two words. I six, quit. A, 6 a.m. And now I'm on a carpet truck sucking rug when I had a lot of other things to do and I'm angry. And no, no, hang on. As far as the text is concerned. And then we'd get like calls from them putting us on the resume. So how was this guy? And you're like, so really just clueless about. Oh yeah. They didn't didn't understand. Yeah. They just didn't get it. So we had to train them. So I would, you know, so we do these lessons on like all kinds of life skills. Jarrett, you know, when does your next day start? It starts when you leave the day before, because every choice that you make between when you leave work and when you show up the next day affects your next day. Are you going to go to the bar and drink a 12 pack? Are you going to go spend time with your loved ones and watch some TV and get some rest? Right. Are you going to eat dinner? Are you going to make breakfast and lunch for the next day? Like it sounds so basic. But how many, you know, Larry and I used to see it every day. Guy rolls in, pack of Marlboro Reds, two monsters and a little bag of Doritos. And that, like, where's your water? It's 105 degrees out. And he's oh, been up I don't all know. night long playing video games. Yeah, hungover, right. you know, and it's like, I'm not judging them. I'm trying to get them to think differently to be high performers. Well, dude, I'm absolutely guilty of it. I mean, come come follow me around when I was 20. All I was doing is what I wanted to do that next minute. I wasn't thinking about anything else. But yeah, the planning was by the minute. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? What are we doing in 15 minutes? I don't even know. We'll we'll find out. Um, But yeah, when you can start talking to them and helping in helping people realize. uh, Yeah. Well, and and I I don't know what you think, too, when you're talking about, you know, helping people how to quit. And then you're saying, and now they don't quit. I mean, is this, have you guys done any looking into like, is this a, re- a an employee retention tool as well? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is that you're investing in them who never gets invested in the technicians. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might send you to WRT or AMRT once Some in a blue moon. Training, right? technical training. But to, to give them a little bit of love every single day, you know, we, we had this, we, we, we did the morning meetings, you know, we, we, in the early days, we never met, we just text them their schedule and tell them to go make us some money, you know? Mm. And of course there's a zillion problems that go with that management style. And we, over the years learned. So we started really investing in them doing these quick morning lessons and Larry and I got a couple of really big commercial jobs and, you know, in the restoration industry, you might not see a check for six to 12 months on some of these really big ones. Right. right. But you've put out a ton of labor, you know? Yeah. So we got in a cash crunch just from doing big jobs and Larry, who's, you know, more bean countery than me, 
it kind of came to me and it's like, look, man, you've been doing the lessons for like a year. We're really tight right now. You need to stop. They already know everything, everything that you train them to do, they know how to do by now. And, you know, I couldn't, I didn't agree with that theory, but I understood that we really couldn't afford the late, you know, cause look, you are burning labor hours having yeah. meetings. Like I, I get that. So we did it and we probably didn't do a good job of under, letting everybody really understand why. Um, like what owner wants to go to their whole team and go, Hey, I'm having cash flow problems. <laughs> so I'm going to stop investing in you, you know? And, yeah. uh, but what it looked like to the team was you don't care about us anymore. Interesting. Right? So all the progress that we had made, I mean, we had made so much progress in that year where people had quit drinking. People were, you know, working out every night. People were saying, you know, my family life's the best it's and ever bragging been. about it too to everybody. Bragging else. about it, right? And, oh, that's cool. And you know, they would call me. They would call me from the gas station where like a lot of the home services you know, place uh, companies would gas up and they'd be like, we look so much better than these losers. You know, I mean, <laughs> there was a real pride that was coming from all these lessons. And then all of a sudden, you know, so up sales went up, retention was better, mood and culture were better. Right. And all of a sudden we just take them away. Hey, by the way, we're going to be texting you. You're uh, where you're going tomorrow. And da, 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 da. dude, literally within one to two weeks, add on sales disappeared. Engagement went way down. People were calling in sick. Wow. People didn't give a shit. Like the trucks looked bad. Right. And I went to Larry and I'm like, I don't give a crap what's going on with our cash flow. We're spending more money with callbacks and, you know, losing money on add ons than we're ever spending on these little meetings. Yeah. The meetings so are costing you guys. Out, we went out in the meeting and we ate crow and we apologized profusely to our whole team that we were valuing money above you. We will never do that again here. We've explained why this is why we did it. It wasn't malicious, Yeah, but we will not do this ever again. You are our number one focus, dude. The next day, Trucks look good. The uniforms look good. They're out of hat on <laughs> sales. Fast. Callbacks disappeared. Right. And, and, and that's when we looked at each other and went, we're on to something. Yeah. We're really yeah. on to something here. Yeah. And then, you know, after we sold, I, I just, I was doing consulting at another company that had a not great culture. And I had started, I begged the owner to do a meeting one day a week. And I just started doing that. And all of a sudden I'm seeing change. And I called Larry from a job site that I was visiting. And I was like, we're on to something, man. Like if it worked at our place and now it's working at this place, which was nothing like our place, yeah. this will work any place. That, so. is, that is awesome. And I can, I mean, I can totally see how all of that makes sense and how all of that works. Now, when it, now, like, again, let's say like I come in, I purchase this, the, the university, right? Mm -hmm. What is, so we have every day. Now, are you guys, I mean, is, do you guys say like, it's a morning meeting? Like, like, how would you, how would you best implement it into a so company? So what I usually ask the people when they come to us and they're like, so what do we need to do? And I always say, do you have a morning huddle in the in the morning? To, does your team come together? And you know, it's a, actually it's like an 80 20. 80 percent of the people do. Mm -hmm. So I say, well, listen, when you go over your jobs, which is why they have the meet the huddle, show them this meeting and you'll educate your guys. And generally they'll be doing some type of technical training as well. And then you add this onto it and it goes really well. 
the other 20% is like, oh, we don't meet. And they're not sure what to do. And I say, well, listen, during COVID, nobody met and our business was still thriving. We can text all your guys. You can still get it to them. Talking about it becomes cultural where people are engaged with the lesson that they're learning every day. Because Eric's, and I joke about being a tech whisperer, but when we were in our business, I would say something to the techs and I'd explain what they need to do. And they'd look at me like they had no clue. <laughs> and Eric would walk over and he'd explain it to them in half the time that I did. And they go, okay. And they walk away and I'd get irritated. But at the end of the day, who cares? They got it. Yeah. And they were doing what they were supposed to do. So I'm like, okay, I don't talk to the techs and you get them going and it's good. And I think Jared, the thing is, is that I'm a technician at heart. Okay. I, I'm te- technically minded. I think like technicians and, and I really try Like if you look at our videos, they're, they're not highly produced because that doesn't really, that, what's that going to do for us? Right. Right. You know, I do it on a blackboard, like a school. I'm dressed exactly like I am with a hat and my orange shirt. And I speak in the same exact language that I a used as a technician and that I talk to my techs with. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, my, I guess my point is, is that I'm one of them at heart. And to be honest, if you're the owner listening, they're probably going to listen to me more than they're going to listen to you because they don't know my bad habits. They don't work for me. Like it's, it's like when your uncle tells you something, right. the same thing your dad told you, but you listen to your uncle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the big joke. I mean, when my son's playing football, you know, somebody's dad would come to me like, Hey, will you go tell Johnny this? Cause I've been telling him the whole game and he's not listening to me. And the same thing. Like, right. Hey, will you go tell Carson? He needs to run his route to the outside. Cause I've been telling him and then exactly. someone else goes and tells him. And yeah, now it's done. Carson's driving me crazy. Get him on the right page. And then someone else tells him and you're like, kind of hurts your ego a little bit. But at the end of the day, you just need it done. Yeah, Larry, Larry would like the guys would like when that would happen, Larry do this big whiteboard thing and explaining it. But, you know, the thing was, is that. <laughs> yeah, and it'd fall dead. <laughs> yeah, they'd just be looking. They would turn around and look at me and I'd be kind of, you know, 10 feet behind and I'd be like, <laughs> it just Larry's presentation of it wasn't in the way that they think. Right. Just, so I would just yeah, come just and different. say. You do this, you do that, you do this. Like, do you understand what we're trying to do here? Yeah, yeah, okay, go. And and then Larry would turn around and be like, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know, how did you do that? And I was just like, dude, you just got to leave it to me. Just, just, There's I speak tech, tech. Well, I'm not even whispering. I'm just, I'm one of them. So, you, you know, like, yeah. I can't do what Larry does with clients and referral sources. Like, it, it's, we all have our strengths. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. And that's all it turned out to be. So it was cool. So, so, I mean, I, I love it. You guys do the meeting. Um, you know, it, it helps, it helps the guys grow. It just themselves grow. It helps yeah. the culture in the business. It helps employee retention. And then it's also a, a skill that they're learning to, you know, basically like the, the company they're working for now looks better on the outside. Right. Because yeah. They're implementing these things and, and doing them. What is uh like? What's an example of of a lesson? Oh, there's like, a what ton is, of like, lessons. I mean, in home behavior, there's only eight hundred lessons. Eight hundred lessons. Eight hundred. <laughs> a lot of it is how to communicate. Yeah. With different clients in different scenarios. Okay. You know, take charge on the job. You are the expert. Because a lot of these guys would be worried. They go in there and the, the majority of technicians are intimidated talking to the technicians talking to the clients mm-hmm. as technicians. 
and you just empower them to, you are the expert on the job. You take control. Mrs. Jones has a problem. You tell her, you explain what's going on and you go right at it. And it's as simple as that. I mean, the upselling is present things, but it's also if something goes wrong on the job, you need to be able to say something and you in things that they don't know they don't walk across the lawn, grab a newspaper. When you come up to the door, when the door opens, she opens the door. You don't just parallel in and you have to respect the people you need to give them space. Am I helping out? Am I making sense here? Are oh you, yeah. So yeah. you're really, you're really breaking you're it down very in detail. <laughs> Well, but it's, but it's, I mean, it's detailed instruction of like, Hey, this is exactly what, what you do. And and maybe even more important, what you don't do. So like on a Monday lesson, a personal development lesson, Jared might be, um, you know, thinking highly of yourself. It might be a self-esteem lesson that Mm. just because you didn't go to college, just because you don't live in a million dollar home, just because that does not mean that you don't have great value in that. When you go ring that doorbell, you have your head up high because a blue collar is a noble collar, right? And mm. and you can go in there knowing that they wouldn't hire you if they knew how to do it themselves, right? So things like right. that. Tuesday, job site behavior. Like Larry said, I literally will have lessons with like, don't just go park in the driveway of the client. How do you know Mr. and Mrs. Jones doesn't have to leave and drive out on their own? And now they're going to have to ask you to move or, or, you know, don't, uh, don't walk across their lawn 50 times, take the sidewalk, Yeah, like little things. You know, if you see the newspaper lying in the, in the driveway, go bring it to them, you know, look them in the eye. I mean, just, we, we just have all these lessons on when you're on a job, these are the things that, Wow, clients like we're trying to create five star service experiences. And and we talk a lot about the theater of business that look, no matter who we are, we're actors and actresses or whatever. When we ring a doorbell, we're putting on a show. That's the only way they know to judge us. Like you as an electrician, Jared, if you're doing, you know, residential service, electrical work. Right. They don't judge Jared on your ability to be an electrician actually because they don't know how to judge that so what do they judge where are you parked where are you on time what was your voice inflection like were you nice did you look them in the eye how are you dressed how did you smell yeah how did you treat their home right those are the soft skills that make hard cash because then they turn around and say to their friends Jarrett was amazing if you ever need electrical work at your house you need to call him or they go on Yelp or Google and give you a five-star review. Like there's tangible money to having everybody in your company have these skills. I, yeah, absolutely. I see the value in it for and sure. And then on Wednesdays, we talk about DISC and DISC is disc manifests itself in a lot of ways. Number one, you become more self-aware. So, you know, we all have bad habits. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, if I understand myself better, I change my behavior accordingly. Maybe I'm a lead tech and I treat my assistant like crap, right? Maybe, maybe I'm not terribly good with clients because I like to do tasks more than I like to talk to people, right? As I become more self-aware with these lessons and we talk about them in terms of going to clients' homes or businesses, you start to change. You start to adapt, go, you know what? I need to smile when I see Mrs. Jones because I might be really down deep just wanting to get in there and fix the air conditioning unit, but she's judging me by how nice I am to her. 
Yeah. Right. And then, you know, we do sales and service training. And I think sales and service are very similar. You know, you, you're, you're putting on a little bit of a show and educating them, doing it honestly and ethically. And whether, you know, you're an installation technician or, you know, an actual kind of like sales tech, you're still selling the client. Like if I'm doing installs and I don't actually have anything to sell, I'm still selling them that I and my team and the company is great. Yes. That's still a sales yeah. job. Yeah. Right. Or I might actually need to go sell them three extra rooms of carpet because it needs it. Yeah. And then I have the sk- the sk- sales skills to do that. And then on Fridays, I recap the week and then they get a five question quiz. And then for the IICRC, if they do it for, what is it, Larry, 24 weeks of these lessons? Yeah. 24 weeks, every person in the company can get 14 continuing ed credits. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So you don't have to send them away to Vegas or IIC or like they can literally yeah. just five minutes a day, just do the lessons. And after a certain amount of weeks, they get all their credits for the year. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's really cool. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know you guys had that. Yeah. How how yeah. hard was how difficult was that to like make that connection with IICRC and get that, accredited? That took a while. Yeah, <laughs> it took yeah. a while. But they're awesome. And yeah. you know, uh, we we deal with Holly Kimber. Holly's our person there, and Holly's wonderful, and she's been a big champion for us. I can't thank Holly enough. But you know, she was like, "Hey, look, there are people in the organization that this is not their jam." Like they're very technically training driven, yeah. but she's like, look, you know, we're starting to look more in this direction because we're recognizing that this is, this is also super important stuff. So we're honored that they took us on. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Well, now <laughs> you guys got the rebranding done and I don't know if we talked about it, the, the conversation changes this year. It's like when you have the new banner and the new, you know, your shirts and the logo, what's the interaction now with people when they come to the booth? I'll defer to Larry on that. Cause that's his, thing. no, it's, it's better. They're, they're more engaged. They're more, li- they listen more. It's not, you don't say the morning tech meeting, like, Hey, you know, we have a super tech university and like, Oh, university. Cool. And it's education based and they're just more willing to listen, willing to talk. You know, you have these booths at the trade show and people just generally walk past and they're like, oh, okay, someone else is trying to sell me something. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, we're just trying to educate you to tell you what we have to offer. And if you're not interested, it's okay. But we'll get us that extra 10 or 15 seconds of communication with them. And then, you know, once they get the message across, they'll talk to us and it works out great. Oh, that's awesome. Just, Jerry, I mean, we, we sell in packages. We have like a silver, gold, and platinum package, right? And, you know, the gold one's the most popular. It's the middle package. It's the five-day a week. You can train your entire <laughs> – it sounds like I'm on an infomercial, but you can train the entire team for what it costs to, like, fill up a van right now Yeah, per month. What is I mean, a, what this is, is not gold, expensive What is a gold stuff. package? What's that? What is it? How much is the gold package? One one fifty seven a month for the whole the whole company. It doesn't matter how many people. No, nope. two or two hundred doesn't matter to us. That's so easy. I mean, well, when you start looking at like return on investment, I would. I mean, that's one referral one, makes one ten upsell, times one up, that one upsell. Yeah, a fraction of one breakage on a job that didn't happen. What I do is yeah. I talk to the people. I'm like, listen, I understand it's a cost to put your people in front of a screen. 
for five to 10 minutes a day, but you can prevent problems. Yeah. You can have more of engaged staff. You can have more upsells. And if you're not upselling, your culture is going to change. And if you have a good culture, they're totally happy. And that's what our clients are telling us. I was just looking at a testimonial from one of our clients in Springfield, Mass. He's like, culture is everything. And mm -hmm. you guys contribute to that dramatically. Because well, it's that old Peter Drucker saying that culture will eat efficiency for lunch or whatever. It's something along, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. you know, I'm mean, even the person who's considered the father of business management. I mean, recognize that culture is, is the prime driver. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. With, are you guys, so you have the, the super tech, the morning meetings, are you guys doing anything else? Like now that you're in the education space, are you going in any other directions or are yep. you, any, anything yeah. else you guys are doing? So we just came out with it. It's not like our customers are beta testing it now. Okay. But I started a service man. We call it service manager. I mean, it could be crew chief foreman, you know, whatever. A service manager training. It's once a week. It's an add-on to the gold package. And what it is really meant to be is, and we've all done this, you have a great tech and you need a service manager or crew chief and you take your best tech and go, well, Susie's my best tech. So I'm going to put her in charge of all the other techs. Well, maybe Susie isn't really capable or, or even wired for that, but she'll take the extra three bucks an hour or whatever. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden she or he gets in there and then, they're failing because they have no training on managing people. They don't have any experience doing it. And then the other people are upset because they're not good managers. Right. So we did that a couple of times. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things that sounds good on paper. Right. But yeah. Then so what we it. realized is it, this, this lesson that I do is basically, you know, on the video form is, is a, is a video form of something I did in house. We started a mastermind every Wednesday night for anybody who thought they might want to move into a, some sort of manager role. Oh, and I would go through John Maxwell's leadership gold book. Like I would break the chapters into little pieces. And then we would, we would start having leadership lessons for anybody in our company who wanted to go. And a lot of times what would happen is some of my better techs would go for a few weeks and then realize what it takes to be a manager and be like, um, can I just go back on the van? Yeah, that's what we, that's why we're doing that's, this. Dude. Yeah. If, if this is not a good fit for you. Cause that's where go you back. lose good people. You have your yeah. best tech and you promote right. them and you lose your best tech. So now we just started the service manager upgrade. That'll be a weekly. That video is a little longer because it's a little more in depth. It's more sure. the, like six to eight minutes, okay. a little bit longer, but still really and short. Then, I mean, digestible. We're we're working towards. It's not out yet, but we're going to do CSR training. My my wife is like CSR extraordinaire, okay. so she's going to be doing a, a CSR installment of that. Too. You got to tell them about your coaching, Eric. You have this great talent of helping these people. <laughs> well, I'll let you tell it then, because I it makes no, me feel so weird. <laughs> coaches people individually, and these people have been doing really well. They're like doubling their gross. They're improving their net. They're figuring out what they're doing wrong and what they're not doing wrong with Eric's guidance while he's coaching them. And it's really going well. And I didn't know that it was going so well, but I've had conversations at different trade shows where I've seen these individuals and they're like, oh my God, our business has changed. And I'm like, really? 
Eric said good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just thought Eric Jared, was an idiot. Larry, what? Like Larry literally <laughs> didn't believe me. Was I not he, believe you? I just didn't he know. Be like, how's the coaching thing going? Like, is that going? Have you anywhere? been fired yet? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, man, I, I, I think I actually have a little bit of aptitude for this. And he was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and then people are walking up going, yeah, man, you know, I've like tripled my business in the last 18 months under Eric's coaching, and which I'm proud of that, you know. That's awesome. And a, a lot of that, Jared, is, I mean, I, I basically mainly do cleaning and restoring companies. I mean, I have some plumbers and some HVAC people, but, you know, my jam is what we do. Yeah. But you know, it's not really, yes, you are doing some consulting work where like, Hey, you know, you need to hire, I, I can see where you need to hire a project manager here, or you need to send this person to Xactimate trainer. Like I can see those things, okay. but really it's working on the mindset of the owner. They're the, they, their limiting beliefs are generally what hold them back. Yeah. Interesting. And how do you, yeah, I mean, well, cause I mean, I even fall victim to that in, in my business. Um, yeah, know, I kinda, all do. it's, it's all funny. They always, that. they always hire me for a technical fix. Eric's going to provide me with some systems for this or, or, you know, Eric's going to help train my technicians so that they're not a problem to me anymore or whatever. Yeah. And then what, what really happens is, with the people who, who, you know, really do well, we just slowly develop a friendship and I've, and I give them some nuggets of like, Hey, we'll try this. I tried that. And all of a sudden it works. So what happens? They gain some trust in what I'm saying. Okay. And then we start having the harder conversation of like, Hey man, you know, like maybe managing's not your best thing. Let's, let's consider hiring a manager and let's slide you over to the, you know, business development. Like you don't have, just cause you own the place doesn't mean you have to be the manager. Maybe you're not best suited to be the manager. Right. And all of a sudden now there, the owner is kind of in a position of strength and they've been trying to be a manager for 15 years and it never has worked. And my whole point is like, well, then it's not going to not, move yeah. forward. And uh, we just start making little moves. And, and to be honest, I have to gain their trust first. So it's really, and it's a, so it's basically, you know, in a way, support, encourage, Howard Partridge always says this, support, encouragement, and accountability. Hmm. They also, every week, know that I'm going to be on the phone with them. And I'm going to say, did you do this? There's the accountability, did, yeah. Did you do that? And we all need to be accountable to somebody. Yep. We have a yeah. group that we meet together Lately. with, and that's the whole thing. We go over with them what they need to do when they come clean with what's happening, and then we hold them accountable every week. Did you do what you said you were going to do? And that's what many of us as entrepreneurs need. I mean, you know. Oh, absolutely. Who's your boss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you don't have that person. When I feel like I can sideways. do it, I can do it for, I can stay self-motivated for a, for a while, but I'll yeah. always hit a wall where. But is it even self-motivation, Jared, or is it, can you just like maintain your desire even like, you know, we all get shiny objects like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if I did this instead. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you're yeah. wired that way. I certainly am. No, I think I'm more. I mean, how would I describe it? I, I'm 
I, when you're, well, especially in my position where it's like, it's, it's just me. Now, right now I do have a temp guy that's working for me and I've got, I've got some stories. Well, no, you guys heard a podcast that I was on where I was like. Are you like, still shooting arrows every 30 minutes or something with your guy there? <laughs> Not every 30 minutes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was. I, I was just like, yeah, a bunch of arrows every 30 minutes? <laughs> I'm still launching arrows. Yeah. I'm still launching arrows for sure. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I got, I, you know, I got this, uh, this temp kid in and um, we were, I was, well, I'm trying to describe, I'm trying to think and describe what, what I'm even talking about. So it was the, the head hearts and boots podcast. He had a guy okay. on talked about, you know, you, you have to mentor employees now, you know, employees and team members when they come on, they need to be mentored uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, have lots of meetings. And so I got, the, I got this temp guy and I, and I said in their podcast, I was like, I, I would hate my life if I had to go to work every day. And now I have to mentor someone and try to get my work done. Um, but I do. I have I have Cody there. He's been with me for I think six weeks now, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot of mentoring, and um, absolutely. And I, I, he loves it. I don't know. But know, the I, thing is, the question is, after the six weeks or six weeks from now, will he be able to do a lot of work that you have trained him to do, and it takes it off your plate, so that you can actually start to scale a bit? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but that's <laughs> we'll the goal. See. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the purpose yeah. of the mentorship. Well, and I think, and where Cody's at with me, I mean, without getting too much into, you know, Cody's personal, but uh, it's kind of like a lot of the things that, you know, we, that we had conversations about and talked about, you know, now it's, it's five weeks later. And it's like, dude, you know what? You're a lot of the same problems you're having right now are the same problems you had when I met you five weeks ago. And the, and one of the things is like, you haven't done, you know, these things, he's like, well, I just don't know what to do. It's like, no, you know what to do. You just haven't implemented it yet. Yeah. Now it's right. like, now it's yeah. going to be up to you. And until you do them, we're going to go five weeks from now and you're going to be in the same spot you were in unless you right. do these things and change. Yeah. And uh, I, I've been in, I've been enjoying it a little bit sometimes <laughs> doing, doing some of the mentorship. But um, I think the first time you, we met, you were like, I don't ever want an employee. Oh, I, I've heard you say that so many times in different podcasts too. I'm like, yeah. And I kept thinking, uh, I know, I know everybody boxes. challenges. You're going to have to scale that at some point. You can only, there's only so many hours in the week and everyone challenges me on it. I mean, yeah. If you're shooting arrows every 30 minutes, how many can you really <laughs> build? <not> <laughs> Oh, no, we did. But yeah, so he's he's in and and they just got to a point where I started looking at the production schedule and it was like, I'm never going to catch up. Like I'm I'm already working 11, 12 hour days and I can't catch up. That's like I have I have to bring someone on. And uh, and so so we did. So anyway, just to let you guys know, I know that you guys are are some of my biggest critics when I would say no employees. I want to be by myself. Well, I've had one now. Kind way. Yes. Yeah. We never did it in a harsh manner. No, no, no. You might want to think about that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So just so coming clean, I have Cody's doing good. Me and him are, are working well together. Um, Build your leadership skills. Bada bing, huh? I'm trying. I don't. Yeah, they're they're rough around the edges for sure. Uh, but Larry, I know you had to get going because you have a van to take in that needs wrapped. But before you go, there's I don't even know where we want to. I don't know how long this podcast is going to go or where we want to go next. But still on my list, I wanted to talk to you about van life because you I've heard are jumping into van life. So I wanted to hear about that. And then I also had a couple of stories because Eric and 
Well, I think Eric, yeah, you told me you guys were going to do a podcast. You wanted me to think about some funny stories that happened yeah. at work. Uh, and so I did, but then that part, we never, we never did the podcast. So yeah, we, we didn't either. We tried and people wouldn't tell us. And well, yeah. I'm willing we to wanted, tell some we stories. We wanted to call we, it the shit show, <laughs> <you know>? well, <laughs> which well, I think's applicable. I'm willing to have the first shit show segment. Perfect. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. If we want to do that. So where do we, where do we want to go into a van life? Let's start with van with, life. Yeah. So van life. So van life is cool. My, my kids graduated and they moved out of the house. And I'm like, you know, we have all these clients around the country, like a lot of them, a couple hundred. So I'm like, I would really like to visit them. I think that'd be cool. And I was listening to a podcast where the guy that started Airbnb, Eric, remember his name? Brian Chesky. Yeah. So he, in the beginning, started visiting all of his people with the Airbnb. And all of a sudden it took off and it created culture in his community. So I'm like, that's so cool. So it's been resonating in the back of my head this next couple, last couple of years. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a van and I'm going to go. And I bought a van. It took a long time because these vans are just not easy to come by. It's like okay. the, yeah, Amazon vans. So I got a ProMaster I, and I bought it in New Hampshire of all places, which is very crazy because my parents live there. So that I bought it and they delivered it there. And then I went and saw a client in Springfield and I gave a Tech Whispering lesson. And I went and see, saw a client in the Bronx. And then I went and saw a client in Jersey. And I made it right down the coast, seeing a bunch of clients. And I ended up in Orlando when I was at Softwash for a couple of days visiting them. And then I went to Alabama and Louisiana and Texas and Phoenix. And I got home and I'm like, that was exhausting, but I can tweak that system yeah. where I can have fun and it be effective. And I'm wrapping the van today with our colors and our logo. And um, and then I'm going to fit it out with, you know, I had a blow up mattress and stuff and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't that bad, but I'm going to get, I'm going to get a, you know, the whole thing tripped out. But now you're doing table, it. Yeah. Chairs, bed in the back, and then it's going to be cool. And then, you know, create a, create a show out of it. When I yeah. go into a place, take a picture of everybody in front of the van show for trade shows in the van. I can make a story of it online and it's a huge marketing effort and uh, go visit my kids in between. I love it, man. I love it. I know we had a, uh, not, not trying to take away from what you're doing. Cause I didn't even come close to actually executing anything, but one of a, like a brainstorming session is like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool? Like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Get a van, clients. logo it out, drive it around, go to different customers, post about it on social media. Like, how, Mark, Mark how Sager, awesome. do you know Mark? It sounds Jared? familiar. Mark Sager, he's a, he's a carpet cleaner and he also makes his own chemical. They sell it John Don. And Mark bought a Winnebago, like a Sprinter Winnebago, uh, put logos on it. And I believe he and his wife and his dog just went out for, you know, like a month or they, or like maybe they, they might be out there now. Mark's the nicest guy in the world. And they're just going to visit people that That's so cool. use this chemical. Yeah. And he might clean a little carpet with them and maybe bring some new samples. And I think he's just going to, you know, basically do a, like some sort of Facebook vlog or whatever. And it's great marketing. It's great marketing, great branding. Yeah. Well, and talking about marketing clients. and branding too. Also, I mean, you guys have brought up Softwash a couple of times. AJ at Softwash, freaking genius marketing, branding. Yeah. They have a really, really great, they have a, everything looks great. Uh, yep. AJ yeah, does. I, I love that AC. Oh, AC. So, I called him AJ. AC is the AC. dad. AJ is the son. Okay. 
They're was, both smart. Right? They're both great. But AC is really good at creating a brand. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just gets it like that. How things look matters greatly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm big on that, dude. Like, how that's people interpret it. Yeah. Thing. When they see it. it, it just, it matters. You know, it's like, we got the orange shirts. Now I got the orange watch band. I got the, you know, like <laughs> when you brand something, Larry's got the orange fedora that I bought him. Yeah. Right? That that's, it, it's dazzling, it just, Larry. It matters. Dazzling. It, it just, yeah, and I, I spent a week down with AC and, he, you know, what Eric's saying, he, he had a business for years that did very well, just like us. And he just is treating, training people what worked for him and what didn't work for him. Yeah. And guiding them. And, you know, you walk the walk. Now you talk the talk. And it's kind of what we're doing as well. But he's done a really good job in the softwash industry. And he's a wonderful guy to um, align with and hang out with him and yeah. his wife and his kid. It's Karen and AC, AJ are great. You know what's great about Larry being on the road? It highlight well, starting with that Larry's on the road, not me. Yeah. But um, you know, the thing is, is that you know we talked earlier about like working in your strength zones, right? Mm-hmm. So Larry's a morning person. He's up at the pre-dawn every day. I am not. So for him to go and like teach a live lesson. That's like so up his alley. Like it's people. Well, they happen I'm in the morning. Go. Any training I mean, I've been involved with is yeah, all, first thing yeah, in the morning. They're all at like 6 30, 7 a.m., yep. whatever, right? Like, look, I, I'm not even awake yet. <laughs> right now, I, I shoot all the videos at night. Okay. Because I'm a night out. That's where, yeah, that's where you shine. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I don't want to be anywhere. I want to be home. Right. So, like, it, it fits because I can sit in my basement with like the blacked out windows and just churn out content. Okay. And then Larry can go out there and just market like crazy. And uh, I'm excited for that. It's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to Larry hearing the stories from the road and seeing the pictures and following along. I think it's, I mean, yeah. If, if I had, if I had one more of me, that's yeah, I'd be doing, I'd be doing that same thing. Cause I know for me, I did, I did before. You can do that, you know, if you hire somebody and train them and mentor them real well. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that. that. You have to give me the pointers, the checklist, what I need to do uh, next we'll, to we'll get that done. With, we'll start with Super Tech University for you. No, we'll start with Cody. Cody's got promise from what you're saying. So. Yeah, well, he can watch the lessons. That yeah. won't hurt him. Cody's, yeah, <laughs> Cody's doing good. Well, okay, well, here, are we ready to move to stories? I'm going to make. You got to go? Out. Continue with the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. You just yeah. have to, go get, have to go listen to it when the podcast need comes you out. out there. <laughs> and um, listen, I want to hear the rest of this. This is very cool. Jerry, you're my hero. This is, I wish we had Crazy John here with us too, but this is wonderful. Back off, bro, or you're going to catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There he is. Speaking there he is. <laughs> the myth, the legend. Oh, he's great. He's so, right, he's so much fun. Larry, Love thank you, you so we'll much for you. getting on here. Good seeing All you, right. bud. Kisses. See you, Larry. Take care. All right, hit me. All right, here we go. Okay, so I guess. Well, okay, so the first one. This one just happened. Now, this is some. This just happened this week. Uh, I'm going to give you the background. So we talked about Cody. Uh, the, I I bought a building. The guy that I bought a build the building from 
uh, is Dan. His name's Dan. And through the process, me and him became friends. And he's retired. He's 69 or I don't think he's 70 yet, but he's is, late 60s. Is this in Washington or is Indiana? In Washington. This is okay. in Washington. And uh, so anyway, we became friends. He's retired. He doesn't have a, a lot to do. So he usually swings by the shop once or twice a week, just pops in for a couple hours, hangs out grab something to drink and uh you know sometimes we go to lunch anyway so dan dan's been stopping in for the last year and we became good friends over it well so just uh wednesday i tell cody i'm like hey man i'm gonna go run down to the supply house and pick up some wire i'll be right back and he's like cool i'm gonna go ahead and eat lunch while you're gone and i was like yeah no problem so i walk out the door and uh as i'm walking out dan pulls up so Dan pulls up, he gets out and he's like, are you leaving? I was like, I'm just going to get some wire. I was like, you can come with me if you want. And he's, yeah, I'll come with you. I was like, you want to grab a, a Diet Coke for the road? I always keep Diet Coke in the fridge because Dan, that's what Dan drinks. So he's like, yeah, well, I'll grab one. And so we go back into the shop and we're walking back to the back corner of the break area. And uh, as we're walking back there, Dan sees Cody about a second before I do. Cody's hunched over with his hands around his neck, turning blue. He's choking. Holy crap, dude. He's choking. So, so we go, I'm, I'm right behind Dan. Dan sees him. I see him. And uh, about, the, about the time I registered, like, Cody needs help. Dan goes, Cody, you need some help? And Cody looks at him frantically, shakes yeah. his head yes. Can't, can't talk. Dan goes, come here. Goes over, gets behind him with the Heimlich, gives him two quick pumps this big chunk of chicken flies out of cody's mouth like it was a freaking movie or something holy crap he pats dude. him on the back says you're gonna be okay walks over to the fridge grabs a diet coke looks at me and goes do you want to drive or you want me to drive <laughs> he had already he already checked that task box and he was on to the next he was not like this is a guy you want on your team he is not phased it, I'm sitting here just like mouth open, like, oh, yeah. my like, God. Like, I almost just lost my guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, do you want to drive or do you want me yeah. to drive? Next. It was this, like, I've never seen anything like it. He's like, Dan's like a superhero. I've never seen anything like it, man. But yeah, oh, he just, gosh. just the, like, you would have think thought Cody asked for a glass of water or something. I mean, he was just <laughs> so calm about life. it. Just no dead, come deal. here, Heimlich, you're going to be okay. Grabs his diet coat. You want me to drive? I was, dude, it was, it was classic. It was like classic Dan. It was awesome. So that, that was a kind of a crazy, yeah, that was a crazy thing that just happened. I've never seen All anything right, like that before. You, let me give you one then. We'll okay. go back and forth. Yeah. So yeah. that's a great story, by the way. So Larry and I were, it's just the two of us. It's like first year we're in business and uh, we go to this house and there's like a teenage girl who's home the parents aren't home and uh she's like totally disinterested just like yeah yeah go clean whatever yeah and then we see that she's up in her room with her you know partner you know whatever okay. right and the door shuts so we're like oh they're probably getting it on or something <laughs> you know like we're just like whatever like we just let's go knock this carpet and tile job out right so um i cleaned all the carpet and then Larry is now got the wand and he's put a tile tool on and he's like in the bathroom doing tile upstairs and like the master. So it's my job to go spray the carpet protectant on okay. you know, after it's been cleaned. Yeah. That stuff can be nasty. You know, it's fluorochemicals. It's, you know, it's, it's no joke. So I 
grab the stuff. I have a, you know, like a carpet rake and this pump pump up like yeah. a like kind of what you see in the landscaping at a at a Home Depot, but a lot nicer and heavier duty. Right. right. Like to kill weeds. But yeah, you're spraying the carpet. Yeah. 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 So I'm pumping it up and. I'm pumping it up and I guess I'm not paying attention, dude. So I'm pumping it up too much. Okay. And then the little the, the little hose. So it's got like, you know, a, a plumbing, uh, you know, what do you call the thing that goes around like a hose? And then you have the screw that tightens it up. I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking so about. I don't know what it's called. It's got one of those holding yeah. on a clamp, plumbing yeah. clamp, I guess. Hose clamp. Yeah. The hose clamp. Yeah. So all of a sudden I pump the thing up and then the hose clamp, you know, just blows it blows right <laughs> off so dude i take all of this you know pressurized fluorochemical in the eyes up my nose oh, down my throat and little i didn't even under no because i had just taken it straight in the face it's spurting up and hitting the ceiling oh my gosh and then the walls are like painted like brick color I mean, this shit's going everywhere, right? And all of a sudden, Larry comes running in because he can hear me choking. The choking reminded me of the story. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm choking on this stuff because I've swallowed so much. And Larry just looks at me and he's like, what the fuck did you just do? You know? And I'm just, he's like, it's raining Scotchgard or whatever. Right? Yeah. And I just looked at him and I just ran down the stairs. That. The girl's room is next to the room that this is happening in. Okay. And all Larry and I both, I'm I'm sure, conf- are worried about is that they're going to find out and kick us off this job, <laughs> right? You know. And <laughs> I go out of the fr- I go out in the front yard, and now I'm vomiting on the front yard. Oh my Because I just sucked down so much chemical, my body was just like. I don't want this, right? Yeah. So I'm heave hoeing on the front yard of like this nice neighborhood. <laughs> so I, I finished that and I'm like starting to, you know, the eyes stop burning and I'm like, okay, I got to get back in there and clean this room up, you know? And I look and Larry's like wiping down the walls because the Scotch guards, like, I think it was melting the paint or something. Oh my gosh. Right. So anyway, we're cleaning like crazy. He's chastising me the whole time. Right. He's like, how could you be such an idiot? And I'm just thinking, dude, I was just throwing up. I could be dead for all, you know. And uh, so anyway, we clean it all up and then we leave. And then they paid us via mail. Nobody ever found out because she never came out of the room. With, you know, I guess I think they were fooling around in there. And like. I mean, dude, there were neighbors watching me barf on the front lawn. And, like, we, we cleaned there for years. Nobody ever said a word. They're talking. Oh. Yeah. So when you said he was choking, it reminded me of the, the Scotch guard that I, I just inhaled it. Ta- I must have taken a half an hour down the gullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. All right. What's your next one? Okay. Well, next one. So I had a. <laughs> the the manager that I was working with, we're in a carpet van, and uh, there he was he was in charge of like three crews, and I just got assigned to him that day. So I'm riding I'm riding with him. Well, we stop off at a Walmart. He says, "Yeah, stop at Walmart, pick up something." I'm like, "Okay." So he pulls up to the front, pulls right up to the front of the Walmart, puts the hazards on, and says, oh, "I'm gonna I'll run in. I'll be right back. If you have to move it, you know, move it, but I'll be right back." It's like, "Okay." 
So he comes out, gets in the van, no problems. We drive away and um, we're pulling out of Walmart or at the traffic light turning right on red. And this guy behind us start, honks at him a couple of times. And, uh, and Mike, Mike has no patience. This guy, has, is, he's hilarious. He has no patience. And he's just like, I can't go. Shut up. And so we're waiting. He gets honked at a couple more times. He's like, asshole, it's red. I can't go. There's traffic. I think he might get honked at one more time. And he's just like, oh, I'm getting oh, out of this guy. <laughs> So finally he gets a, he gets a break and he turns, turns out and goes, well, now this guy that was honking at him to go, is coming up beside us, flashing his lights. And Mike looks at me and he goes, roll down your window. I'm going to give this asshole a piece of my mind. And so this guy comes up beside us. I'm, I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm ready for some entertainment. I'll roll down <laughs> yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just roll down the window and lean back and I'm waiting for this. Mike's leaned over the, the center council with his finger up, ready just to just to scream at this guy. And this guy pulls up and goes, do you know your hazards are on? And he goes, no, I didn't. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dude, so I ready love to, him there. He was so love ready to there. lose it all. I was dying laughing. But he's just, I mean, he's just like finger ready to go and just, Hey, do you know your hazards are on? He's like, oh, no, I didn't. Thank you. (laughs) Similar story. So I pulled into the shop and I was in like, I had a Dodge Ram truck at the time and I was pulling like a 14 foot trailer or something. And I must have unloaded. I think I must have unloaded a bunch of stuff in the trailer, maybe trash. And then I was going back to the job site. And Larry was obviously in the office. And I didn't go see him. I mean, I just did what I had to do back in the warehouse. And then I pulled out, I was pulling out and Larry was, you know, in his, in his vehicle and his truck coming around and he's honking at me and I call him up and he's not answering, which is weird, but he's honking at me like crazy. So I'm just like annoyed because I think he's just messing with me because that would be totally (laughs) normal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I pull out onto like the main road and I'm going down the road and then Larry's honking. He's he pulled out right behind. He's honking at me. And I'm just like this son of a bitch, you know. <laughs> and then finally he calls me and he goes, asshole, the trailer doors down and it's bouncing like four feet off the ground. There's sparks flying everywhere. You're such an idiot. And I was like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> I got in there. You know how they have the rubber knobs oh. for when you put the trailer down? They were yes. all like worn Don't. away. And like the top of the trailer was all like, now it was like, like sharp. <laughs> it hit the ground so long. No, oh. I, Jerk, I tell another trailer story real quick. So Larry's oh, yeah, a backseat. Yeah. Larry's a backseat driver, right? Like just go here, do this, get in this lane. Do that. Oh, it drives me crazy, right? And so he's doing that to me. And it's me, Larry, and our first employee ever. His name is Tori, but we used to call him Funky Winker Bean, like the cartoon oh, character. Right? Okay. Yeah. And Funky was, he came to us when he was like 15. 
and and he was living on his own already. I mean, he oh, had wow. bad yeah, bad yeah. childhood, the whole thing. So you know, he really looked up to Larry and I in a lot of ways. He was the first person we were mentoring, like you were talking about. And um, so we were going to go do a gen- This is back when we were doing janitorial because we were just doing anything we could do to get money. You yeah. know, so we had a nighttime janitorial gig with some carpet cleaning. And anyway, I'm pulling this trailer, and and Larry's like, "You got to get in this other lane." You got to get in the other lane. And I'm like, no, I don't. I can just stay in the lane I'm in. And there's no traffic around anywhere, right? And Larry's like, you know, gosh, darn it. You got to get in the other lane, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fine, I'll get in the other lane. So I just whip it into reverse. And then, I don't know, I wasn't thinking. I jackknifed the trailer and dent the shit out of my brand new Dodge Ram. And I am hot, dude. I am hot. So I'm yelling at Larry and you know, the whole thing. And we're fighting all the way to the job site. And poor Tori's sitting in the backseat just saying nothing, right? And <laughs> I'm not proud of this moment. But, you know. So we get there. And now I'm in a lit, a lit driveway or a lit you know, parking lot. And I can see the damage to the back panel of my truck. And now I'm even hotter than I was before, right? <laughs> So anyway, Larry's already like over it. He's loading stuff in the yeah. job and all that. I'm just standing out there looking at my truck, just fuming. He's getting pissed. <laughs> Tori comes over and and he looks at it and he goes, and dude, it's jacked up. And he goes, it's not too bad, Eric. It's not too bad. <laughs> and I turned around here and I was like, what the fuck do you know? You're 15 years old. <laughs> You just shut the fuck up and get in there with Larry and start cleaning some garbage. Yeah. And then like an hour later, I had to apologize to him for like 25 minutes straight. Like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm right. really upset about my truck. Yeah, I know you were just trying to help. But at the moment, his eyes dude, got like as big as baseballs. And he just went, I'm out of here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, com- he, yeah. He didn't time that comment out very well. Oh, dude, he was fifteen. What did he know? Yeah. You know, yeah, he's just, yeah, he'll help out. Yeah, <laughs> he might have been sixteen at the time. Oh, that's funny. He that's showed funny. up. I remember. I'll never forget. Larry and I. We. I mean, we were so small. We used to interview people at Panera Bread because we didn't have. I remember. I've heard this story. We, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and he he came to his interview in leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was like kind of a rock and roll kid. He had like a, I don't know, like a leopard shirt and leather pants. You're and, like, you're hired. Yeah, we were just like, uh, here's a mirror. Can you breathe on this mirror? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, you're hired. But he turned out to be an awesome kid, man. Yeah. And he was with us for like, I don't know, like three years till he was like 18. And um, he uh, he just absorbed everything that we would talk about. Like mm. we didn't even realize it. Yeah. He was just absorbing it because he had no parental guidance, you know? And I, obviously I wasn't offering good parental guidance when I was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> like, this the was lesson, before I got trained on the soft skills. Just, the lesson here is to own up to when you make a mistake and apologize for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, he came to me one day and he was like, Eric, you know, I really love working for you guys, but you know, this is not my passion. Like this, you know, I don't want, I don't desire a career in this industry. And I was like, that's fine. You know, it's like the quitting. I said, it's absolutely fine. I said, 
what do you want to do? And he goes, I want to move to New York City and become an artist. I was like, great. Let's sit back and let's work backwards. What do you need to do to get that? Oh, you know, I need to save this much money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, like, number one, you have an apartment. Like, that costs you a lot of money. Is there any relative you could stay with rent-free? Yes, there is. So we we went and worked this whole year. And you know what? I said, all I ask, I, I said, we will help you with every step of this way for your exit. All I ask is that you work hard for us every single day and don't check out on me. Mm-hmm. Right, dude, that kid worked so hard for the next year. Why? Because, you know, I'm I'm giving myself to him. Yeah. Right? And we'd have people later on. I mean, I learned that lesson really with him, I think, a lot. But, you know, we'd have people that because we used to I used to review people every month. Quick review, five minutes, seven yeah. minutes, whatever. You know, hey, what's up? You know, hey, I, I think I want to leave. OK, cool. What do you want to do? Yeah. Well, I want to do this or, you know, I want to I want to start this business or whatever. Like, great. How about you give me another year and I will help you start that business. Yeah, right? start working towards so it. that's yeah. counterintuitive. Right, Jared? Like, mm. like, why would I help somebody leave on me? the surface? Yeah. Right. So what happens? Six months in, I'm pouring myself or Larry's pouring himself or one of the managers is pouring them into this guy. And next thing you know, they come and go. Yeah, you know what? I kind of like it here. I don't. I don't think I want to leave. Like you mm-hmm. guys really have, you know, um, treat me well, and you're going to help me start a business. And now I'm kind of realizing that might be hard. And I have a good gig here. I'm not going anywhere. So you know, people get so weird about like, Yo, don't train anybody. They'll leave, and you know, it's like we well, yeah, have some may, yeah, some may, right? But if you if you do it the right way. They'll either leave under the right circumstance, meaning I gave you two weeks or three weeks or a month or three months or a year in and, advance. And they're moving to on to something better. Leaving. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of times they just decide over the course of all that, that, you know what, this is a pretty good gig and I don't want to leave. I mean, I just had a client the other day, a restoration company. They've more than doubled since I've been coaching them. And they had a young gentleman who's sharp and good tech. Hasn't been there terribly long, but they didn't really want to lose him. And he was like, look, you know, uh, I, I want to start this business and, you know, I've been thinking about it and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, give my two weeks and, and go start this business. So they called me and we're, you know, they weren't frantic, but they're just like, look, we, you know, what, what should we do? We don't really yeah, want to lose go, him. Yeah. And I was like, look, number one, support him and say, I'm happy for you. Right. Like I, I started my own entrepreneurial dream. So I, I commend you for this. But how can I help you start that business? And do you have enough money to not take a paycheck for six months or a year while you build this business? Right. We know that's the case. Yeah. So the next, you know, they're like, okay. And I'm like, and then say, why don't you go work on your business three days a week and work for me two days a week? Right. So I haven't cut ties with you. I'm going to help you. And you're still working here a bit. Right. Two weeks later, they they called me up and said, yeah, you know what? He decided he's staying. Because they didn't. Why? Because they didn't get weird when he said he was going to leave. They said, "Okay, great. You know, let's do this the right way. Yeah. You know, when you treat people a certain way and when you learn these skills, 
because I didn't know these skills years ago. I would have been like, that guy's leaving me, (laughs) you you, you know, and I'd be feel betrayed and like I invested so much in him or her or whatever. And you're starting to say, I, I, I. But as soon as I started saying to people like, look, this is probably not your forever job. Right. Very few people will be here forever. I probably won't be here forever. You know, I mean, somebody else will probably take my job. It's okay. Yeah. Right. We could talk about this like adults. You know, that's a lot what I try to do in Super Tech. And I I, I don't want this to sound like a pitch for Super Tech, but I'm trying to train the technicians and the owners and the managers all at the same time to treat each other like adults. Yeah. Right. Because when you treat people like adults and like they have value, it's shocking. Like, the, like I have this guy, Jared, you ever have a, an employee or a coworker that they just get under your skin for some reason, mm-hmm. like everything they do grates on you. And I had a, I had an employee and he just had this way of communicating and, and acting that, I mean, it, it would just, I don't know. I would go like from zero to a hundred in like two seconds. It's like, this guy just bothers me to no end. Yeah. So I sat him down one day and I was like, look, I want to treat you like an adult. I really, really do. But you do these things that to be honest is childish behavior that I have very little time for. And I know you're a good technician, but I, what can I do to help you not behave? Like, I don't know where you learned this. Yeah. This doesn't work in any work scenario <laughs> scenario ever. And then, you know, over the next few weeks, he, I could see he was trying to break these habits <laughs> and I was commending him. Hey, it's not perfect, but I can see that you're trying. What yeah. else is going on? And then he's like, I'm kind of a raging alcoholic. Mm. He's like, I try to keep it out of work, but it's getting harder and harder to not have it carry over. And, you know, I mean, I didn't send him to rehab or anything, but I was like, look, you know, what can we do? Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to try to quit on my own before, you know, I don't really have the money for rehab. And, you know, we, uh, we had a team meeting where he got together with the other guys and said, look, guys, you know, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to work through it every day. And I might not be good. And I remember the first day he came in where he hadn't drank the night before and he was shaking and sweating. Mm. And we sat in that morning meeting as a company and we rallied around him. Everybody step up for this guy today. He's trying to improve himself and we might not be able to help him, but we're going to give it everything we got, you know, and and he stayed with us for a long time after that. And he quit drinking. Go it for was it, rough, man. man. Yeah. It was rough for us. It was rough for so my I guess my point was is that I know a lot of owners, and I used to be this owner that would be like, that's not my job. My job is I get work and I pay you to do work and mm-hmm. you shut up and do the work and you go home. Jarrett, I don't think that works anymore. You, you had mentioned it a little bit earlier about, well, people like to be mentored now, you know, yeah. we have millennials and generation Z that is our workforce, whether you like it, don't like it, whatever. Nobody's coming to you at my age at 55 years old saying, I want to be a mitigation tech very rarely. And even if they do, 
how long can they really stay in the field? Usually, right? They're going to get banged up. So, you know, this was a thing that Larry and I had to learn. Larry and I are Generation X, but we're almost baby boomers by age. So we had a very different way of growing up. And we tried to run our business with our millennial staff like we got run, yeah. which was I'm, you know, the the lead who's training you, you know, you anger him and he throws a pipe wrench at your head and you duck. And yeah. and if you duck enough times, you stay <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, we were leading that way. Just shut up and do it. Yeah. Just, you know, and all of a sudden we were just like, why is our turnover so high? <laughs> you know? And it, it took some introspection and disc, disc training is what really did it. We started to get some awareness of our, our own styles. And then as soon as we changed to that more, I don't know, huggy, personal, mm-hmm. a more personal style where I divested myself of a lot of the duties of a, a normal, like, restoration owner. I stopped doing a lot of project managing. I stopped doing a lot of estimating and I started delegating that more to other people so that I could spend more time building these lessons that are now super tech. But at the time it was just like, I need to invest in these people. So they stop quitting on me yeah. and so that I can get five-star reviews on Yelp, which in California is like everything. You know, and it worked and and we never grew more than once we started investing in the people. And um, I, I I learned then and there, it's like I'm in the I, I'm in the people business. I'm not in the restoration business. I never knew that. Yeah. I was in the efficiency business, you know, earlier on. Well, which was ironically inefficient because I wasn't treating people like adults. I was treating them like children. And what do you do when you get somebody you, you treat like a child? They act like a child. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience, you know, but I know just with uh, just with working with Cody. And, then, you know, I went back. I went back to an old mission statement. This uh, this last month uh, I was working with a, with another like accountability group and we were talking about vision you know, just like your personal life vision, uh, yeah. which I just had Bruce Deloach on the podcast oh, right yeah. before Bruce you. And we, we did get into vision on that podcast. So I'm not going to repeat it all. But, um, you know, there was that and then the mission, you know, your company mission. And I went back to one that I wrote long time. I mean, 10 years ago when it first started. And the, what I wrote there was I wanted to create a safe and productive work environment where people could Basically, basically, you could just come and have a good day. You know, I wanted to have yeah, a fun shocking. workspace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, come work for me. I want to have fun. Yeah. So it's like I wanted to have I wanted to have a good time. I wanted it to be to be fun. I wanted people to come. I mean, like, yes, we're going to do work. We absolutely are, but we're not going to we're not doing anything dangerous. We're not. We don't have a bad environment. We're, we're there's no hostile anything. There isn't drama. Like it's just right. not. And. uh and I remember a couple of times, I mean, I mean, usually people that would come in are, are friends and family. And I've had a couple of people that I've hired and then like Cody now. And, you know, it starts sometimes it starts going down that negative road. And it's just like, it's like, hey, whoa, there's no yeah. there's no. This is a drama. This free zone. Yeah, this isn't the place for it. I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. now at the same time, if you want to talk about something, you need something to talk about. Let's do that. But we're not just going to throw shit on the workbench because we're mad today. Like that's yeah. that's that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And no, uh, that's good. And so I've, I've, I've taken that approach with Cody and, and 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's for me too. like, I, like if you're turning the screwdriver on the workbench as a career, you failed in my opinion. Like this is a step, like my job is a stepping stone for you to go do something different. So when you leave, I'm happy for you as long as you're moving on to something bigger and better, you know, and that's all I want to see. I just want to see people get better every day. I mean, I'm a firm believer in no one stays the same. You're either worse or you're better. Yeah. Like tomorrow, I'll either be worse than today or better than today. I won't be the same as today, but I'll be worse or better. And I want to see people. I do want to see people get better. And uh, so some some of the things that I that I have implemented, you know, we have uh, our Monday morning meeting where we just talk about the week, what I expect nice. to be done Beautiful. during the week. And then, you know, every time, every time we're having that conversation, it always ends with, is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can help you? Is there anything yeah. that you need to help me, you know, do these tasks, get this, get this work done. And yeah. we have that conversation. And then at the end of the week, you know, basically like a reflection, this is, this is how the week went. So this you do is, like a Monday and Friday. Yeah, Monday, we do Monday, Thursday, Thursday, but yeah. Monday, Thursday. Yeah, because Friday is my at-home work day. But anyway, but yeah, so at the end of the week, we basically do like a reflection where, and I'm honest, like, hey, this is where I think you did really good this week. And if there is something that I think that you could do better or didn't do well, like I'm going to, that's the time where we're, we're going to have a conversation about it. And I'm not going to, uh, you know, it isn't just like all sunshine and rainbows. Like we're going to have a yeah, serious conversation. We're going to be honest. Yeah. And then it, then, at, you know, before we're done, I'm going to ask you, is there anything I could have done for you this week to make your week better? And, and being a servant leader. That's what, and that's, that's how I've been approaching it. That's and what that is. And I haven't it's done great. that before. Um, or as I shouldn't say, I haven't done it before. I've always kind of had that philosophy and mentality, but I've never done it like twice a week, right? Like it might be like you for see, your review that's, that's or something. Exactly, Jarrett. Like the point of our product that you do it twice a week, right? So Cody and you know Monday and Thursday at this time we mm -hmm. meet and we talk about these things, right? And that that gives your business a rhythm. Like you, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, you know, the, the daily lessons. It's like every day at, you know, seven 30 or whatever time you do it, it's like the guys know, Hey, seven 30, I'm going to do the lesson. They're going to tell me what my production is. And then I'm going to go prep my van and I'm going to go. Yeah. And like, they just get used to like people like stability. Yeah. And what you're offering Cody by having those two lessons every week is a stable work environment where every day isn't different. No, it's yeah. No, we try to yeah. The stability, stability, and consistency big. is very big, big for me. Yeah. Well, because that's too. how I that's how I thrive. Me too. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you know, like Larry is a prime example. Like he doesn't really like that, right? You know, he likes he likes to plan his day fifteen minutes at a time, like you were saying earlier. He's supposed to go, but he yeah. recognized to his credit. As we started to do these these things, Larry recognized like. I might not need this, but they do. Yeah. Everybody else here needs this. And to be honest, I think the flair is honest. He needed it too. Cause it's still added structure to his day. And week. sure. And um, yeah, I think a lot can be, can be gained by that. And, you know, my question to you, can, can I coach for a moment? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that, Eric. We're out of time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. You said something that was <laughs> no, interesting go, to me because I, imme I immediately had. So you said like, hey, if you're at the bench turning screws, you know, a year from now, then, you know, I consider that I failed you. But my question to you would be like, 
how long are you going to be turning screws before it's like, no, I could actually scale this into having other people turn screws full time. And then I do other things to grow my business and, and just lead them. Well, well turn you, I know you things. well enough to know, like you might not have led a bunch of people, but you're absolutely capable of that. I probably, I, I don't, I don't disagree. So two, like, first I would like, just with what you said, two things. One, I don't think I failed them if they're there for a year. I think they okay. failed them. Because what I'm, okay. I'm saying, what I'm offering is, you know, like I want you to understand, like this is, like this is where you're at right now, but you're mm. better and bigger and can go on and do better and bigger things. You mean elsewhere? Else, yeah, go go elsewhere and do and do okay. other things. So that was just, and not just to be clear, like that was one. And then okay, two, well, I didn't understand that. I thought you meant in house. Oh no. So that's, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, like they can, you know, you can go elsewhere and do bigger, better things. Um, well, and, and like, I'm talking with Cody right now. I'm, I mean, me and him are having a lot of conversations and I'm not, I'm not like, Cody, you need to, you know, like that, but I'm, you know, when he's like, you know, Hey, what other jobs do you think I would be good at? You know, well, we start talking about the trades and you start talking about the money you can make in the trades. And we start talking about apprenticeships and you know what, uh, if you go out and your journeyman license in any of the mechanicals, that's better than turning a screwdriver with me. And I would be happy to see you do that. What you just said, you could be, you could be the cookie cutter to do that over and over and over and over. Like I'm going to take a kid, I'm mm -hmm. going to train them up to this point, And then I'm going to send them off to go work as an apprentice at a plumbing shop or, yeah. you know, go to Vogue tech or whatever. Like, that's a selling point to come work for you. Yeah, no, and I would, and hey, I would come, like, come train with me for a year and I'll get and you we'll ready get you for the a next. career in the trades. Yeah. We're going to learn how to use drills. We're going to learn yeah. how to use tools. We're going right. to learn. Yeah. We're going to learn a bunch yeah. of stuff that'll look, give it a take I home know, with you. Jared, that you don't desire to like maybe own the business that Larry and I owned with, you know, 30 people. And, and I didn't desire to have a business with a thousand people. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, we yeah. all have our level, but I guess my point to you has been in the past that, but wouldn't it be nice to have maybe two to four guys so that you don't like, you don't have to ever really slow down. You could go hunt for a month. Yeah. And they're still there building boxes. No, and it, it would be, um, and I'm not saying it'll, it'll never happen. I'm always, I'm never married to my ideas. I have an idea. I try it for a little bit and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, ah, okay, we're going to try something else. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think I there's know. a balance. I, I mean, I'll figure I it out. I always worry about owner operators. A lot of owner operators, they just kind of fizzle out and go away. And like, your boxes are too good for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right. I don't think I'm going anywhere. But, uh, well, I always appreciate all your uh, your words of advice. I really do. And you guys have always been, like, you've always been honest but with man, me. And I appreciate that. We're just saying that. it out of love. We're not trying to act like we have all the answers because we certainly don't. No, I get it. I get it. You have time for one more, one more story. Yeah, yeah go. All right. All right. So this is, well, actually it's Mike again, Mike. So uh, he would always, one, he would always listen to his text messages. He would never read them. He would always, you know, hit the button and listen to them played to himself. And it didn't matter who was around. He would, he would always listen to them. Such an old guy move. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we knew that. So I knew that. And then, uh, the other thing that he always did, he, whenever he would talk to his wife on the phone, he would end the call with, I love you. Love you, babes. Mwah. Love you. Mwah. 
Like he, every time, like in front of all of us, like it didn't, it didn't matter. Like he was not embarrassed about it at all. That was how he ended the call with his wife. So I ended up now at this time, I'm only helping this company out on the weekend. So like, I don't have the company phone or anything. And, um, so one, it was a Saturday. So the guy I'm working with, I'm like, dude, I need to see your phone. And so my goal, my goal was to mimic the, I love you, babes. Mwah through the voice to text mess and and the, the guy I was working with he was so, he was getting so mad at me because I, I was probably I wasted so much time on this project but I mean I'm trying like the AH the project yeah oh I made it yeah I made it a whole project so I got it I got it like as close as I could copied it texted it to myself and now I have it saved <laughs> saved on my phone now I wait. It was probably about two weeks that go by, and we've got one of my one of my buddies is riding in the truck with Mike, and so I'm texting him. I'm like, I'm like, hey, is now a good time? Can I should I text him now? He's like, he's like, he's driving. It's perfect. Send it to him. So I just text Mike. I'm like, hey, you know, we're we're leaving this job on the way to this one, and then I copy paste the. <laughs> The saying, "Love you, babes." And so it comes through the phone. <laughs> Mike's driving. He pushes play on the text message. You know, and it's like, "I am finished with this job. I am headed to the next one." Love you, babes. Ah, love you, babes. <laughs> Chad that's riding with him he he puts his phone down and goes Jared's such an asshole (laughs) that's a great story that's a great story oh well let's go ahead I gotta roll we're gonna end it with that hey man it's been great talking to you it's been great thanks for having us on I really appreciate it Jared so uh, so yeah Jared broadcasting out of his home muckle T.O. Uh, Eric, coming to you from, you're in Maine? Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Hey, have a great day, everybody. Thanks, bud.